Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your host, Tim. And Shannon. It's opinion, fact, information, and your alert system. Stay tuned and enjoy the show. And welcome back to Right Spokane Perspective. On this Monday episode, we are talking about elections. You have your ballots in hand. We have a candidate and also a, a current city council member out in the city of Spokane Valley in Arnie Woodard with us today. And we're going to be talking about his recommendations, the things that he sees politically that are smart for the citizens, the taxpayers, the residents, not just in the city of Spokane Valley, but also around the county. So we'll discuss those things after inspiration. Our inspiration today is talking about a love that forgives. 80 years of marriage. My husband's great uncle Pete and great aunt Ruth celebrated this remarkable milestone on May 31st, 2021. After a chance meeting in 1941 when Ruth was still in high school, the young couple were so eager to get married that they eloped the day after Ruth graduated. Pete and Ruth believed God brought them together and has guided them all these years. Reflecting on eight decades of marriage, Pete and Ruth both agree that one key to sustaining their relationship has been the decision to choose forgiveness. Anyone in a healthy relationship understands that we all regularly need forgiveness for the ways we hurt each other, whether through an unkind word, a broken promise, or a forgotten task. In a section of scripture written to help believers in Jesus live together in unity, Paul refers to the essential role forgiveness plays. After urging his readers to choose compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, Paul adds the encouragement to forgive one another if any of you has a grievance. Most importantly, all their interactions with each other were to be guided by love. Relationships that model the characteristics outlined by Paul are a blessing. May God help us to work to cultivate healthy relationships characterized by love and forgiveness. Heavenly Father, help us to forgive others just as you have forgiven us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That story kind of takes me back to this spring when Shannon and I took a trip, a a tri-state trip, if you will, around the Northwest, and we ran into a couple. I think they had been, and what was their name? Bass. Mr. and Mrs. Bass. Mr. and Mrs. Bass. Now, before they got married, her maiden name was Fish. So Miss Fish uh, married Bass, so it seemed like they were a couple that were made for each other. But they gave us some wisdom uh, about you know, how you, how you stay married for 60 years. I think theirs was 60, not 80, 60. like in the story. Yep. And, you know, it was wisdom, knowing when to keep your mouth shut. And, uh, you know, you know, just do what's right for the other person because it's a, a not just a partnership. It becomes a community because they talked about all the grandkids they have. And I started relating that to government, and he started talking about politics. And, of course, we were in another state on the other side of, we were on the coast. On the top of a mountain. On the top of a mountain. And Spokane County politics came up because he raised some of his kids here and his grandkids are in the in the region still. And so it was pretty amazing that um, he had a similar view of government that we do at a younger age. And uh, so that was an interesting conversation. So we do have another conversation we have to have today, and that's with Spokane City Councilman Arnie Woodard. And we need to talk about wisdom and community. And I, and I guess you probably don't quite have, uh, I think he had like 45 or something great grandchildren. He did, grandchildren. Yeah, lots of grandchildren. Um, but you're, you got to look out for the, was full. the next generation. And, and so uh, how are you doing that out in the city of Spokane Valley, looking out for the next generation? And you can 
you know, state how many grandkids you got if you'd like. I've actually got 15. My wife's here in studio with us. She loves listening to my replies because we don't always get a chance to listen to it on the radio after the fact. But I will say that uh, what you do is live your life with love, compassion, forgiveness. Love's always number one. If you live it in a loving way, hopefully they pick up on the example. And uh, patience. Patience. I'll tell you, patience with kids, patience with each other, patience with with, uh, your neighbor and so on. Although you would like to rattle their their cage once in a while just to rattle it, but um, well, with fences, I mean, or with fences. the fences with, make with, good neighbors. Yes, fences. That's what I was going to say. Good fences make for good neighbors. Contrary to popular belief. Yeah, so, absolutely. So this, this whole thing with fences make good neighbors. I think that maybe our federal leaders could look at that when it's we're talking about countries. You know, we, we should be better neighbors and know who's coming and going on, on our property. Uh-huh. So criminal justice, there's all these different aspects of, of local government. And, and th- those are things that you've looked at, not just, and I've, I'm sure that you've got your wife and other people's wives that give you wisdom about local governance. Oh, I get rattled by everybody's wife, I think. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's uh, wisdom. Maybe at their husband's uh, urgings. Uh, well, they try to stay out of the way because if I'm getting it, they're not, <laughs> you know, getting the, the, the chewing. Um, and that's true of our citizens too, you know. Um, I've always been available to the citizen. Uh, and you've asked, what am I trying to do in the Valley for the next generation? I'm trying to help people learn wisdom. It comes with age, yes. And so a 20-year-old probably doesn't have much. If they're willing to learn wisdom from somebody that predates them, uh, rather than having to learn it themselves, they're a wise young person. Because most of us think that we have to go ahead and go do what we're going to go do mm-hmm. and see if the outcomes come out differently. Well, that's an interesting thing, too, about parenting is that you have a teenager and you realize that they know it all. So <laughs> when, when they're 30 and they come back and say, oh, you were right, they, you know, you just you just have to be patient. Sometimes it takes a decade. There are be, some to be pluses right. to being an older parent yeah. uh, or grandparent because they do come back and yeah. say you're right. So, so you have some of that wisdom. Also, institutional knowledge. You've been on the council for 13, uh, 13 years. Well, 12 years and a year of planning commission, yes. And and you're also uh, term limiting yourself in, in a mm-hmm. way because you're you're – saying that this is your last term, last term. Uh, when the voters reelect you, you've got some things that you'd like to continue to work on yes. and, and you're seeing a future for the city of Spokane Valley. That's been looking pretty good mm-hmm. to where you haven't the whole time you've been in office, you guys haven't had to raise taxes. No, we haven't. Um, there's been a few fees, but uh, from the standpoint of uh, stormwater, that kind of thing, and I know that was pretty drastic uh, to, or seemed pretty drastic to people, going from $21 to $57. If we hadn't have done it this year, we would have been behind the eight ball next year. State's got things coming that we're trying to pre-react to and be prepared for otherwise the fines and penalties folks we could not afford well and it's wiser to pay up front if you look at inflation and how far our dollars go you pay for it up front you start paying that fee now then you're not bonding and paying interest to borrow the money that you could have been paying into in a savings account more or less now so i I think that that was smart because i don't think anyone wants sewage backing up in the basements of their properties but let's go to tax is a little yep. bit later we got a second half of the show okay. too but uh you know we've we've been interviewing candidates on this mm-hmm. show pretty regularly the last several years especially because we want people to make informed decisions mm-hmm. now 
you're term limiting yourself. This is your last term to serve. You've got some new people that have run for office. You've got some people that are already on the council that you've worked with, you trust, they have institutional knowledge. What's your recommendation for the voters for, you know, the city of Spokane Valley, a, a jail, okay. things that will be on the ballot, fire commissioner, things like that. Okay. that you see that the voters might respect your position on those with the experience you have and the people that you've met. And people are already starting to call me. The ballots fell last week. My flyer fell last week at the same time. A very targeted uh, flyer, um, a one per household. And we know there's about two and a half voters per household in that particular targeted area. So I've maximized my dollar, which is the way that I've tried to run government. Let's just start with probably the most pressing item on people's minds. What about measure one? I personally am a law and order guy. I have been my whole life. You do the crime, you do the time. The problem is we don't have any place to put people to do the time. We have booking. Uh, we actually booking. Just, went, we just went through that this last week with Craig Mildle. Yes, He said the jail goes on to uh, uh, red, light red, status. red light status to where they can't take anybody right. else. They've got to make decisions on, well, we got to find out the least aggressive the least violent yes. criminals we're going to have to release and the property crimes people they just got to release them yep. because they got to keep the violent people off the streets and so they're making decisions mm -hmm. because we just don't have the space we also talked about how the state government is transitioning you know they're lowering the the penalties on crime which yes. takes them out of the state prison system and into the local system that's exactly right and that and that, that puts them all into the misdemeanors and that all falls on us as local government at about 170 dollars a night and uh then we have to also per pay individual per individual yeah that's right and and then we have to pay for help help get them into courts and stuff and well, the courts to, let them out if we have to rearrest 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 then that's your right. officers are busy they can't make it to all the calls and we're that's just right. arresting the same people that, over and over exactly so measure one I am for measure one. I'm not sure that it's been presented in the very best uh, ways, but if, if you get into government, you'll find out that you really don't know what it's going to cost you or what all's going to happen until you actually know that you're going to have the money to do the project. That's almost like paying for the same tax, a 0.02% tax for public transportation and then you, you're like wow we've had we have we got so many empty buses driving yeah. around right now it's amazing anyone could ride the bus and have room because i'm almost thinking if we turn the if we put bars on the windows of the buses we could turn them into mobile oh. jails and uh you know maybe that that could be a solution because they went to the voters three mm -hmm. times the voters said no twice mm -hmm. to a tax increase for the, mm -hmm. the sta because Correct. we said we had enough buses there's yeah. enough money in the system just spend it wisely while well, they went a third time so three times a charm i don't know that our community has time on the jail issue i think that was probably a, a conversation we should have had a decade ago well we were having a conversation a decade ago uh, right as i came on to council or just before we were going to place the jail out in the industrial park the new one that was one of the sites that was being uh, looked at and and the community came unglued because it's close to high schools and all the rest of it um, so no the conversation started but it was the wrong plan it was the wrong amount of money and it was lo the, the the locations they were looking at were not going to be uh, efficient and so uh, having measure one downtown where we already have jail space where we already have courts and all all those kinds of things in the phasing of it makes a lot of sense to me because you're not going to get the, all the money in the first year this is over a 30-year period that they'll get the 1.7 
their number, not mine. Well, that um, depends on billion. growth. Depends. Yeah. I, I don't even uh, look yes. at that number. I think what we have to look at is what's it worth when you go to the store. Now, right. there's another tax we're going to talk about later in the show where sometimes you know you pay it forward you pay it now or you pay a lot more later so Mm -hmm. when we talk to craig meidel when you talk and we're going to have him come back and he's going to talk about the crime index and Mm -hmm. the cost of crime in our community so when you talk about a sales tax of 0.02 percent when you look at the largest retailer in the region that has a million dollars i think he said a month a million dollars a month stolen yeah they can't give competitive prices that they'd like to because they have to recoup. Mm -hmm. You know, they call it loss prevention instead of security now. They have loss prevention because they have to cover those losses by increasing prices. So would we pay more to just let things be status quo or would it save us money in the long run to not have our barbecuers stolen off our back porch, to not have graffiti, to not have our retailers ripped off and all of our costs go up because of those things, Mm -hmm. arresting the same people over and over, or just pay for space. I'll give you a different angle. You allow one thing, and it's going to become prevalent through the whole area. So if you have one yard, I'm going to use this as an example, because it is is an example of why nuisances have to be taken care of. You have one yard that has the grass up knee high or higher, and it's brown, and the bushes are dead, and people who live there, and they're coming in and going, and all the rest of it. Before long, you have three houses. Then you have a whole block full of it, and because it's if you're the opposite not, effect of competing with the Joneses, exactly. And so the same thing happens in crime. You let one one burglar get away, and he gets out in two days, or he, he spends an hour at the bookings thing, and he's gone out. He's he knows we're not serious about it. So and and the word spreads the, like fire. Oh, hey, yeah. all you got to do is A, B, and C, and they're just going to let you go. You mean yeah. spreads like fire, like uh. This last summer and the summer before last, when people got arrested for arson, released, and then they caused more fires. I guess it did spread like fire, literally. So we're going to have to take a break. We're going to be right back again with Arnie Woodard, Spokane Valley City Council. So don't go anywhere. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some other things that um, it's better to pay a dollar today than a pound of flesh tomorrow. We'll be right back. And we're back. Right, Spokane Perspective. I'm overwhelmed with common sense these days from citizens that I talk to. we talk in the studio, like with uh, Arnie Woodard from the, the city of Spokane Valley, and some of the things that you bring forward to me are, you know, they make sense. But then we talk about political narratives like we did with Chief Meidel and community custody. You were talking about criminal justice, you know, if you, if you want more of an activity, you Ignore subsidize it. it. Yeah, subsidize if, it. If, yeah. if you want... Uh, less of an activity, you tax it or criminalize it, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking about this earlier, talking to you earlier. If you build it, they will come, Mm -hmm. all right? That works with the baseball field. You know, that was in the famous movie, Field of Dreams. And it works in our northeast corner where we built a road for commercial expansion and manufacturing and stuff, and it's full. Yeah, it works when you reduce regulations and you create infrastructure for certain activities. Uh, But the one place where it doesn't work is if you build a jail (laughs) and you have prosecutors that are ready to quit prosecuting the same people over and over again. And and judges. And judges that will do their job. The criminal element does not actually want to pay for their criminal activity. So I think that it's smart for the, the citizens to look at this whole tax as money saved down the road because cleaning up graffiti arresting people the same time you know over and over 
it is uh, very, very costly, and I think in the long run we'll save money. So on, on other uh, issues, okay. you've got you've got candidates, unless you got something else. Yeah, you I was going to say on candidates, uh, I will say this. Um, I would really love to work with on council uh, Jessica Yeager, and here's why her as opposed to potentially her opponent really quickly. There's two words. One thinks, the other one feels. Jessica thinks, she listens, she wants to learn, she gets the knowledge and the facts as best as she can, as all of us do, and then she'll make a decision. As opposed to feeling, well, I feel good when I forgive those people that just robbed my neighbor. Uh, I feel good about being a person that just feels I feel well, we good. had that conversation also with the chief. I, it's almost like you you heard the conversation with the police chief in the city of oh. Spokane, because that's the thing. It's this all these political ideologies that play into public policy at the state level and local level. And of course, we've all received all those mailers from mm-hmm. the politicians, mm-hmm. and a lot of them. I don't know if I agree with or, or think that the truth is being told. They're trying to emit feelings with black and white photos and yep. red splatters yep. and pictures. Yep. They're trying to have us emote and have feelings. When I want to make decisions on politicians and policies that they if this isn't working, show me something that you can show me that works. Let's do that. Yeah, uh, exactly. And I've, I've lived my if you will, political career on being outside the box. I've lived my life outside the box. I'm not sure where the door to the box is. You, you shipped the box where it belonged, right? <laughs> yeah, I did, and I did it by Amazon. No, I don't know. I've never done anything with Amazon. But anyhow, um, really, seriously, uh, you, you need people that can reason, that are willing to lead, and willing to take the heat from the public whatever portion of the public wants to give you the heat and move on with what's for the good of the uh, larger populace. (laughs) I've got a a, a quick story, but not much of one, where my opponent approached somebody uh, that's what I would call left of left, a known Valley family, and got in in their face. And it ended up that they said, we're voting for Arnie Woodard. We're going to tell all of our fr- friends to vote for Arnie Woodard and anybody else will listen to us because he at least, when you when we have something to, to say, will listen. He'll do what he can, and beyond that, he'll let us know what we can do, and he doesn't give us grief. And so I know that I've always polled a certain percentage of what I'll call traditional liberals for sure in the Spokane Valley uh, because I have a certain portion of what is called conservative valleyites that don't vote for me either. Well, you've but done that's well okay. In the elections, kind of looking at it from my perspective, which is not always right, but I try. I, we call the show right. <laughs> it's Spokane not about perspective. who is right; it's, it's about what, what is, is right. right. Yeah. So, tell me if I'm wrong here, but it seems like typically you get the left of center, center, and right of center voters. And probably a little bit more and, and, of right of center, and yes. a little bit more yeah. of the conservative. But, Absolutely, but you're not you're not attracting uh, radical extremes. You're attracting common sense things that work. Type so so you'd yes. like to work with Jessica Yeager on the city council. I, I, I you would. Think she's uh, got a more common sense approach. Uh, any other races that are are kind of uh, well, I think Rick Fryer would make a great commissioner. Um, I've only met him a couple of times. So this Had is a, a quick fire commissioner. Yeah, seat. fire commissioner position. Uh, I do think that in Central Valley School District that there needs to be a, a wholesale turnover of of um, board members. 
Uh, they've been there a long time. Two of the three do not even live in the valley or within the school district boundaries, and yet they're because they own a piece of property within that, uh, they continue to be able to meet the challenges that have so been up against what, them. what candidates, you know, you've got all these grandchildren, they're going to be going into some of these schools. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you know, you've got some generational wisdom seeing the, the history of those schools. So what's the candidates that you think should, people should look into? Well, I think that there's the, the three, Barker, Verdon, and, and uh, Brooks, uh, if you talk to them, I think you'll find that what how they've been portrayed is is not very accurate. So it's Barker, Barker, Verdon, or Verdan, and those are two women, and then Jeff, and then Jeff Brooks. Okay, all right. So those are people to look into. I, I would uh, think for, they for could do a good job. Yes, you think they do a good job? Okay. Um, any any else before we jump off into more Spokane uh, City of Spokane Valley business? Well, I have on my fence Rob Chase, and I think Rob Chase, uh, because of his basic conservative positioning, would would make a good blend within our our city council. However, I do want to say this in all fairness to uh, Tim Hattenberg. Tim has been uh, really pretty solid on the fiscal stuff, and that's about 80% of, of our responsibilities. That's the majority of what the city government does is and, fiscal and, policy. And, and he's good on law enforcement generally, and so um, I can work with him. So you can work with Tim Hattenberg. And I can work and, with Rob. And you can work with Rob Chase. So you're kind of leaning towards Rob, it sounds like, but you don't ha- haven't had an issue uh, working reasonably on behalf of the citizens with uh, Hatton. no. I have not. And so I, I'm good that way. As far as the 1%, we want to come back to that, the 1% property tax. The reason I have advocated last year... Now, uh, before we before we go too far into it, we got enough time, I think, left. The 1% is not just taxing the working class residential neighborhoods. No. This is commercial properties. Yes. This is All properties property. yet to be developed. You look at your urban growth boundary. There's yes. lots of investments that are coming in. So this is a tax that's going to raise funds for the purpose of the whole city. Now, is yeah. this tax going to the, to the general fund or specific to an area? It will go into the general fund, but the way that we've always presented our budgets and our business plan is about half of our police and public safety contracts are paid out of the uh, of, of basically the property tax. Sales tax carries everything else. But if you think of it that, you know, and and some would like to go ahead and say we need to hire another policeman with it and so on. I have no problem with that. That's technically what we would end up doing anyhow is is it helps us get to a point that we can do the hiring that we need to do. Hire another police officer. Absolutely. Or or beef up some portion of the public. That gives an indication of how much money it will raise. About 135000 Not quite a police officer. So almost a, a full police officer. You got to have a, a car. You got to yeah. have yep. a firearm. You got to have all the, the things yep. that uh, law enforcement needs, the computers, the mm-hmm. support. It's about 200000 per copy under our current contract. Wow. Wow. Well, law and justice is expensive. It takes <laughs> a lot of equipment, gas, and all those yeah. things, tires for the vehicle. 30, $30 million bucks this year, $32 million next year, Twenty four. For the for the, the, the contract just for the, the contract city of Spokane, for the yeah just for the policing the, for the Spokane Valley uh, police that are contracted with the sheriff's Sheriff. department. Mm-hmm. So when you look at uh, this is something you haven't done a one percent property tax increase and people say it's only going to raise one hundred and thirty thousand dollars and and folks we think about a tax as in the whole but a one percent property tax for the city of Spokane Valley. 
you're not looking at the money that goes to the state, to the county, mm-hmm. uh, the largest portion that goes to the school district. Schools and fire districts, yep. And you guys haven't taken the 1% increase in the city of Spokane Valley for... 14 years. For 14 years. Okay, so you're, <coughs> you're looking at $130,000 spread across a citizenry of over 100,000 people. Yeah, 110 plus. So this is a dollar... About 38000 uh, residences and then the rest of the parcels uh, being commercial res- uh, commercial and business and vacant. So if you spread this out and you said, well, per the population, it's about a dollar and 10 cents per person. That's about right. Okay. So this is, I, I don't think this a is a year. It. I'm trying to figure out a dollar a, a 10 per year. I lose that much money just on my way to work every, you know, just <laughs> I need to follow in, them <laughs> in the city of Spokane. No, I think I'm taxed. You know how you count your yeah, steps. Yeah. I think the city of Spokane actually taxes you on your carbon footprint based on how many calories you burn right because you yeah gosh i hope not <laughs> so so that's but that's the city of spokane because they yeah. always take the one percent oh yeah um so you're you're getting kind of hit in the media and out there on the campaign trail yeah. because of this one percent now me personally i don't like taxes ever no, at I, all for any I reason almost but there's some times where when you look at your balance sheet just like you did with the wastewater system mm-hmm. in the city of spokane valley it was smarter to pay it now than it would have been to pay interest on bonding the fix later that's correct and and really the reason i'm for it simple it's pretty simple we have the greatest bond rating in the state for a city our size and anybody that listened a few weeks ago heard me say the same thing the same thing on the dias and so on it's equivalent to seattle's and we do not have the revenue capabilities that seattle or spokane have and we don't use the bond very often but if if times continue to get tough like they're projected we better have a good credit rating i get hit by the fact that it's going to hurt the seniors how i'm a senior citizen i'm on a fixed income just like 28 approximately 28 percent of our populace in the valley but we also got a cost of living in january that and i don't have a very large social security payment but i i got about 70 bucks increase last year between my wife and i we did better than that she's got considerably more social security capacity than i do because i've been an entrepreneur and self-employed all my life right and And, and you pay a self-employment tax but it doesn't come back yeah that's that's right and so um if a couple bucks a year is going to bankrupt you as a senior with the increases we have then you probably ought to be looking at some other avenue to get along anyhow well and there's also programs within the county if you're a senior citizen on a fixed income to get those uh, taxes reduced based upon your your status with your social security yeah there certainly are i don't qualify for any of them so the part of the thing is too is that when we look at such a a small incremental cost a dollar ten per citizen if you will yeah, in the per city year. Of Valley. when you're looking at bonding you're looking at all the other things going on what about the real estate market where we are looking at a crisis in commercial real estate especially when it comes to office space in this country and you look at the the interest rates that are driving the prices down when our county assessor goes out and reassesses all of our properties he's going to say you can't sell it for that so they're going to reduce the valuation, which is also going to bring in less for the city. So just in the next uh, couple of years, the city of Spokane, the city of Spokane Valley, all the municipal areas might see a reduction in mm-hmm. what's coming in from that current property tax without 
raising it or reducing it. And that's Just certainly valuation. That's certainly true. And and uh, we we because we are a contract city, we tend to be able to respond quickly to things. Uh, we've made it through COVID and, and the Great Recession in both cases, almost with no reduction in revenues and whatnot, because we set policy. We will continue to set policy, and we've not let go of any of our staff. Quick last question. Sure. Quick last question. What is the budget deficit in the city of Spokane Valley? Zero. No budget deficit. Wow. The city I live in has a like a $24 million deficit because yes. we have a city council that likes to spend. Oh, and we've been spending into the uh, into the reserves uh, even prior to COVID. It took COVID money to fill the reserves back up that they've already apparently Do I have emptied. one minute? You have one minute. One minute. I want to thank everybody that's listening to this show for your support, your prayers, your energies to help me uh, uh, run my campaign. I directly receive funds from member, members of the listening audience. And thank you so very, very much for your trust in me, your belief in me. I want to thank all the public for the privilege and the honor of serving you. Whether I win or not this election, it has been a great honor and privilege to serve you. And you need my phone number if you want to get a hold of me. It's, it's 509-939-1178. 509-939-1178. 939-1178. All right, folks. That is a 12-year city councilman giving you his advice on the local issues, other candidates, and measures. Uh, we are a listener-supported show, and that's why we bring people on that have your interest in sight. That heart. being said, and at heart, yes. <laughs> that being said, we're out of time for today. Folks, we'll see you again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Right Spokane Perspective. We are sponsored by Right Spokane Perspective, LLC, and made possible by advertisers you hear and contributions from listeners like you.